Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. What a wild, super wild card weekend. We will take a look at the game of our playoff team, the 49ers, have another edition of the Colts Corner, and make our picks for the divisional round of the playoffs. So here we go. So the 49ers had easily the most... I shouldn't say easily uh, because of the last game with the Cowboys and Bucks, Oof. but uh, that was the most dominant performance. But uh, definitely the most dominant second half. Yeah, uh, sure. And let's face it, most most dominant in all phases mm-hmm. of the weekend. For sure. Uh, sorry, Cowboys. You had a kicker miss four extra points. That's insane. Uh, 41 to 23, the final score. Uh, yep. I have a new Niners hat uh, donated by a faithful listener. I've uh, been wearing that around, getting a lot of trash from uh, the locals around here in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in Cowboys country, let's face it. Yeah. And that's the Cowboys. next team now. And so a lot of hate. A lot of hate going on, but I wear it proudly. And I was going for the Niners in this game. One of my friends, he's a Seahawks fan. A mm. little weird in Texas, but it doesn't matter. Se- Seahawks fan. Yep. Um, and I was going, we were kind of talking trash back and forth. And then whenever whenever the Niners won, I went to his house that day. Mm-hmm. I was like, so uh, what, what happened to your Seahawks? And he was just quiet the mm. whole time. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Well... Uh, some uh, numbers from the game. Purdy was 18 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, plus a rushing touchdown, a 131.5 rating. That's really good. Yep. Purdy's looking mighty Purdy. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey went for 119 yards on 15 carries mm-hmm. and then had a receiving touchdown. Yep. Uh, Debo had six receptions for 133 yards and a TD. Debo's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had three receptions for 73 yards. Pretty solid day. Yep. Kittle had two for 37, but they were big ones. They always are with him. Uh-huh. For sure. Uh, so, what was your Mayflower move of the game? Um, There's a lot of points scored mm-hmm. in this game. So... For me, I'd probably have to say it was his first point scored in the second half um, because I think that kind of set the tone for the second half, being yep. that the Niners scored that coming out big and not in their defense holding really strong, not letting the Seahawks gain hardly any yards. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that. I will say that there are lots of big plays to choose from, and I forgot, I kind of forgot what that was like as a Colts fan this year. To have lots of big plan, big plays to choose from that actually meant something. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody had a big day, you know, in their own way. 
but I'm going to go with my Mayflower move of Bosa, Strip Sack, and Recovery all by him in the third quarter. Yeah, it was definitely uh, an exciting play to watch. It was kind of just... Yep, I think it turned the tide. That's what we're after with the Mayflower move. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, who's your star of the game then? Um, You asked me before the game, who's going to go biggest? Ayuk, Kittle, CMT. You didn't even ask about Diva. Nope. I was kind of surprised about that. Uh-huh. But I said Christian McCaffrey because he's been showing off, showing up pretty big. Plus, Purdy on that option can be a little deadly. Um, so I said CMC. That's my start of the game. He had some really good stats. Yep. So that's him. Uh, I I agree with you. I am going to go with that guy that I didn't even give you as an option. Debo had uh, six for 133 uh, with the TD uh, and. I mean, if you have six catches, only six catches, and you have 133 yards, you just you went off. So yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Now, as we turn the page to the upcoming Cowboys game, there's a rematch of the last year's wild card game. Uh, what are your keys to the game? Um, we need to. <clears throat> I feel like this is going to be a battle of the defenses. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a Cowboys fan, battle of the defenses for me. Um, I feel like they're both really strong defenses. I feel like the Niners defense is more of a chilled, laid back, let the four rushers rush, do their job. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas Cowboys like to bring a lot of heat, a lot of pressure. So, therefore, <clears throat> it comes down to, therefore, the offensive line battle in the trenches. Yep. See who can get that done. Mm-hmm. I feel like the... Cowboys offensive line isn't as good as okay. the Niners. Yep. And Brock Purdy is a little bit more mobile than Dak, in my opinion. Yep. Plus, Dak is older. He can make some dumber throws and all that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's going to be a battle of the trenches, whether or not you can get that run game started to open up that pass game a little more. I see I see this as two very well-matched, evenly-matched teams. You have two very potent, high-powered offenses, but you also have, you know, Two very locked down defenses, both with this great edge rusher, you know, Bosa on the one side, Micah on the other. And so I think turnovers will play a big deal. I think Dak sometimes forces it, and I want to see that. Uh, I want to see, um, I want to see. Purdy keeping the DBs guessing where he's going to go with his eyes. He's done mm-hmm. that really well. Um, and then the Niners, I think if they can stop their run game, I think that uh, should do them fairly well. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this, and there's actually not a whole lot different about these teams from the wild card match, except for one thing and one person, Christian McCaffrey. And let me tell you, I think that's going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. On both teams. So, what are your matchups to watch? Um, I'm gonna go with Ayuk versus Diggs. Okay. I want to see that matchup. Now, Diggs may play on uh, Debo sometimes. Maybe Ayuk. I think. But for the most part, we're going to see Ayuk and Diggs together. I also want to see Kittle on anyone and work that middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm a big fan of the tight ends. And 
Kittle's one of the best, if not the best in the game all around. Yeah. Uh, I know certain people, fans of uh, guests of the show who are <laughs> Chiefs fans, Isaiah might uh, say that their guy is the better tight end. And I would agree that maybe uh, he's a better catching tight end, but all around it's going to be Kittle, I think. Yeah. What about you? Um, For me, it's got to be Fred Warner mm-hmm. on pretty much that uh, Dak Prescott spy plus the running backs. Yep. Uh, the Cowboys fan I was talking to was kind of nagging on Fred Warner. I want to see Fred Warner prove him wrong and yep. come up with a big game. Um, I kind of want to see Brock Purdy against the defensive backs, just safeties, corners, reading them, knowing where to put the ball, mm-hmm. and see if like this whole undefeated thing for him hasn't been a fluke. See if he can actually test himself against a high high defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for the Niners, but this is a Colts podcast. So we've got the Colts corner coming up where we will discuss the head coach search and look at some free agency possibilities. Welcome to the second edition of the Colts Corner. This is all about the Colts because it is a Colts podcast after all. So, uh, a couple things. C.J. Stroud officially uh, is eligible now for the draft. He said I'm out on Ohio State. He's in, so now it gives the Colts more things to think about as they ponder the fourth pick in the draft, whether they move up. There's much talk of moving up. There's much talk of a few teams moving up. Who wants that number one pick? Who thinks that their quarterback or whoever will be there later? Right now, the top candidates would be C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. So those are your options there. Mm -hmm. But before we get a quarterback or a draft pick, we need a head coach. Yep, sure. Here's the latest in the coaching news. Jim Harbaugh is staying with Michigan. Man, I kind of want to. Didn't even interview anywhere. I don't believe. I take it back. I think he interviewed with the Panthers. Oh, okay. Somebody. Okay. But he decided he's coming back to Michigan, which he said from the beginning is probably most likely. Yep. Uh, ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, he announced that he's staying with the Lions. Okay. Well, we interviewed him, but apparently that didn't go well enough. Uh, he wasn't enticed enough by the Colts. Uh, and uh, according to an article that I read from Bob Kravitz, who kind of is a he's kind of a grump uh, from the Indy Star, uh, basically saying that. The Colts' job was the least appealing job of all head coaches' jobs. I don't buy that, but uh, I have a little bit more faith in the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, latest in requests? Uh, DeMarco Ryans. D'Amico. I can't read. D'Amico Ryans? Yes, uh, but that won't be happening because the defensive coordinator for the Lions – Defensive coordinator for the Niners, so they're in the middle of things. Mm-hmm. Also, Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator, he's also in the middle of preparing this week. And so the requests are in, but the uh, 
the interviews won't be taking place just yet. So that's kind of the latest in the head coaching. Nothing else new to report. We talked about uh, some of those head coaches and the interviews that were done. So now it's just, you know, we're kind of throwing the net way out there. Uh, Chris Ballard said that he wasn't going to go in with anything in mind, and uh, he most certainly is not. Yep. He's got offensive coordinators. He's got defensive coordinators. He's got a special teams guy with Bubba Ventrone. Mm-hmm. So, let's take a look at some free agency. Okay. It's not free agency, but the newest things here is Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson. Both are like hating a bit on their team. Okay. They're kind of putting stuff out there. Derek Carr already signed off and said, see you later. Thanks for everything. Even though he's still under contract. Lamar Jackson has a little bit of hate going on. A little bit of uh, social media back and forth with the Ravens organization. Mm-hmm. He's got his knee thing. Nobody is discrediting him sitting out for that. But in the middle of that, he's just kind of like... So now the question is, where are they going to end up? Yeah, Where's the landing spot? Also for the Colts. Doesn't look good for Matt Ryan and us unloading him. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. Yeah. Because... Uh, what are teams that what are teams that need a quarterback? Jets, maybe. Jets definitely. Yeah. Um Panthers. Panthers, yep. Texans, but they're gonna get someone. Yeah, Houston's got the second pick in the draft, so mm-hmm. they're gonna pick somebody up. Yeah, I mean, so you're looking for three teams that are in need of quarterback, and I just don't know if you have it. I mean the Cardinals could need somebody at the beginning of the season, but you're not going to get, you know, this great quarterback to come out there for that. And yeah. you're probably not going to want to pick up uh, Matty Ice and his contract either. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at the potential free agents for the Colts. And I want you to identify. I've taken some of these out of here. Uh, I figure uh, I'm going with... If you can name them and know who they are by a first name. Colts fans know them by one name only. Yeah. Whether it's first, last, whatever. So that's the criteria. I also took out Matt Pryor because, I mean, let's be honest. That, no. He's, he's done. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to list off some of the names. I want you to identify the most important free agent to keep. Just one. I want you to identify the one we got to keep. Ah, that's hard. Okay. Unique, Faison, Tyquan, Ashton, McLeod, Paris, Hawk, Chase, Bobby, EJ, and Dion. Okay. There, there's some good ones in there. There's mm-hmm. some... I. I, there's definitely some ones in there that are more systematic. And so if you're changing coaches and coaching systems may go away. Yeah. I have four people that are on my mind. Okay. And I can't choose four. Uh, narrow it down. Okay. Bring Got it on. Unique. Okay. Sure. McLeod. Uh-huh. Chase. Okay. And EJ. Oh. Those are my four. All right. Um, EJ, he's... Kind of a cheap linebacker, but he's been there for big plays. Mm. Bobby's more expensive than EJ is. Mm-hmm. 
So EJ's been there for lots of big plays, and since Shaq's going to be coming back plus Saeed, that's going to be a deadly combo already. Throw, yep. e- throw EJ in there, you got the speed. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I see what you did. That's that's very accurate. Um, Chase has just been a very, very consistent kicker, especially from long distance, whenever our offense couldn't get anything done, mm-hmm. and he's had to kick those long kicks. Yep. Uh, even in the red zones, can't ever do anything in there either. Um, McLeod has been a good quality. He's a safety, right? He's been a good quality safety. Um, been able to read the eyes of the quarterback pretty well. And Unique is, I mean, right. first yep. that record that he had. Yep. Um, but if I had to do it, I feel like our linebacking core is kind of what holds the defense together. So I'm gonna say you need to keep EJ. Okay, I like it. Um, I'm gonna say, see. I, I'm going to go Moneyball on it. You kind of went the same way. I don't think that we can keep Unique however much I want to. Plus, if we change coaching systems, Unique came there for Gus. And so if Gus is gone, I think Unique is out. I'm going to say, even though it's maybe a little bit of a risk coming off injury, we may be able to get it cheaper. I'm going to go Taekwon. Oh, Okay. He's such a versatile player. He can play linebacker. He can play. Uh, he can play end. And so, with some of the coaches that you're looking at, you are talking about maybe Ijiro Iviro is a three-four guy. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at now maybe Grove and Buckner <clears throat> trade off snaps. Because you yeah. only really need one nose tackle. And mm-hmm. Taekwon then becomes a huge asset as a very versatile player between sure. that yeah. linebacker. And and so, yes, I think definitely EJ is on that list. I would put Paris on that list because of the breakout season he had. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think coming off of injury, I don't think you'll have to pay him that much. But at the same time, you know, maybe let him test a little bit the market. I don't know. You know, some of this stuff is very cerebral and uh, money ball kind of stuff. Yeah. So. <sighs> well, there is our insight for the Colts postseason, but what's going on with our picks of the actual postseason? All right. It is time for my favorite segment of the podcast. <laughs> Always has been. I love picking the game. I wonder if it surely is now. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, pick six. This week it's the pick four, though, because there's only four games to pick from. Right. It's, uh, it has a brand new name because, you know, mm-hmm. there just aren't six games to pick anymore. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it. Yeah, we got to discuss last week. Okay. Yes. Do we have to? Yeah. We do. Yeah. We, we could just skip this. No, no. I, I think we I think we need to recap this. Okay. All right. Well, we both chose the Niners. Yeah. We even got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you chose the Chargers and I chose, chose the Jaguars. Yeah. And I got that. Which means one of my Super Bowl picks is out. So my Super mm-hmm. Bowl that I predicted from the beginning cannot happen. At least half of it can't happen. Yep. Uh, we both picked the Bills over the Dolphins, and that barely happened. Yep. And then 
I picked the Giants over the Vikings. And I picked the Vikings. And I went for a little bit of risk here. Ended up paying off. Giants played pretty well against the Vikings. Yes, yes they did. Yep, that was uh, that was probably one of the best games of the weekend, yeah, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we both picked the Bengals, and uh, thanks to a 98-yard uh, fumble recovery return for a touchdown mm-hmm. and a potential block in the back on Mark Andrews, the Bengals won. Yep. We got it. We both picked the Bucks or the Cowboys, expect Tom Brady to do well. And he did not. That did not happen. Nope. We don't need to talk about that game. Which means we are now... Tied. Yes, we are. I have come back. You have after all season of being down, just like the Jaguars in their game. You have made a comeback, and it is now tied, just like uh, the Houston and Colts game at the beginning of the season. Seven games left to pick. We're tied. I have a letter rip question for you, sir. All right. What are your thoughts on a Monday playoff game? This has happened the last couple seasons. What are your thoughts on the fact that there is a Monday playoff game? Well, it's a letter rip. My first instinct no. I don't like it. I liked back whenever I was younger. I paid attention to more NFL. I enjoyed watching the football, and I liked having all the games crunched into one day because it felt like it was action-packed, and then... Monday didn't just have one game. I felt that was a little, like that was a little boring, and I started not watching football as much, and I didn't really care. I was like, okay, they're spread out more, and then I now I'm back into football again. I don't like it. I like everything crunched into one day. I don't like one game a day, and especially late in the day. Like if it's maybe around two o'clock in the afternoon, I like that because it's kind of like in the middle of the day and you don't have to wait too long for it but it's not like you watch it and you have no more football right i i i am with you i didn't know where you would land on this uh but i am exactly with you i think and i know why they do it okay tv ratings are bigger at night and so you get to have a saturday prime time sunday prime time and a monday prime time i get it i understand it but here's the deal you could put three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. There is no more college football. There is nothing really going on on a Saturday. You might as well capitalize on that and capitalize on those people's watching habits and do a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and Saturday night game. Yep. And that way it's all done. You don't have to – because here's the thing. That, that Monday night team now has one less day than the other teams, mm-hmm. right? So the Niners played on what? The Niners played on Saturday. Yep. And the Cowboys played on Monday. So you just gave the cat. You just gave the Niners two extra days to yep. prepare. Now they didn't know who their opponent was going to be, but you gave them two extra days to rest, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. It is unfair advantage for simply making more ratings. Yeah, I agree. Don't agree with it. I don't think it should be done. Three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, this week with the pick four, which doesn't really work because you can't intercept the ball and run it back for four points. No, no, you really can't. No, I guess you could 
pick it and run out of the end zone for a safety, but that's, that's still that's only two, two points. So, yeah. yeah, if you did that twice in one game, that would be really idiotic. Mm-hmm. There are more rematches this week. Yep. The only one that didn't happen this season is the Cowboys and Niners. So, here we go. We're going to do this again where we count down 3, 2, 1, and we're going to say it together. Okay. The Jags and Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs won the first matchup back in November uh, on November 13th. Okay? Yeah. 3, 2, 1. Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay? okay? So we both have the Chiefs. Explain. Um, it's in Kansas City. They're one seed. I normally don't like going one seeds unless there's a legitimately good chance that they're going to lose. Um, but I feel like the Chiefs are too good of an offense for the Jags stop. But little fun fact here: mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday, and they're playing on a Saturday, so maybe this could be the first game that they lose, or they could continue that trend. Gotcha. You're referring back to his college days, which aren't that far away, right? No. In the NFL. I know. Well, he hasn't probably played that many Saturday games. Exactly. But he's never lost on a Saturday. <laughs> what, played one game on a Saturday? Probably, yeah. Surely he lost in college on a Saturday. Maybe. Uh, hole in your theory. Oh, that might be. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's why I don't do Kevin's conspiracies. Yep. Uh, okay, so um, I think it's just the Chiefs. Uh it's it's there in Kansas City. The Jaguars were able to pull it out against the Chargers, but the Chargers have some holes, especially offensively, which is why they uh, got rid of some of their coaches offensively. Uh, the Chiefs just don't have that. So um, I think it's just going to be too much for the Jags. Yeah. Uh, Giants-Eagles, they've played already twice. This is a divisional rematch. Mm-hmm. So this will be the, what, thir- third, fourth time? Already in the playoffs, we will have had a divisional rematch. Yep. Okay. Um, Giant uh, Eagles won both the matchups, forty-eight to twenty-two on December eleventh, and then twenty-two to sixteen January eighth. That yep. was with Minshew as their quarterback, not Hurts. And you got to think at this point, Hurts is probably all healed up. He's going to be back. So, mm-hmm. Giants Eagles three, two, one. Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Okay. We're together on that one too. Um, what's your reasoning? Uh, I mean, it's like, okay, you're, remember what the, watching the movie Invincible? Yeah. Eagles fans hate the Giants. Mm-hmm. Like, hate them. Of all of these games, the last thing I would want to do is wear a Giants jersey to this game. Yeah. I would fear for my life. Mm-hmm. I'm fine wearing the Jags to the Chiefs. Fine wearing Bengals and the Bills. I'm even okay wearing Cowboys to the Niners. I, Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh. But, and so Philly is just going to give it to the Giants. And while the Giants have made huge strides, it won't be quite enough for mm-hmm. this time in this stadium for yeah. this moment. Yeah. Uh, for for me, it's you look back at the scores. Even with Minshew, it's yep. still one. And with Hurts, they destroyed them. Uh, it's in Philadelphia. Giants have made really good strides, like you said. 
but I think the Eagles are just too much. Yeah. Um, now, I would love if the Giants would prove us wrong. I think that would be oh, yes. great. That, that would be, be fun. Absolutely great game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bengals-Bills, this is kind of a rematch. Kind of. Rematch of the no contest uh, game three weeks ago with the Demar Hamlin. So, but now it's in Buffalo, so we don't have to relive that whole uh, Bermuda Triangle thing, yeah. right? Okay. West. So, um, Bengals, Bills, three, two, one. Bengals. Mm. Okay. All right. There we are. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Explain your answer, sir. Why the Bengals are going to go into Bills Mafia and win. Um, I feel like Josh Allen has been on the fall a little bit, hasn't performed as well, and Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow the killer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like if they're down, I feel like if they're down by like a touchdown or something in half, they're going to come back and win. The Bengals are going to come back and win because Joe Burrow plays well in the second half. He doesn't play as well in the first half. He plays well in the second half. And I think it's going to be a battle of who can perform the best on offense because we know both their defense don't have super huge like playmakers on it but they both have good chemistry mm-hmm. with each other so i feel like that's going to be what's it what it's uh up for all right i'm gonna go bills i think the bills are kind of this team of destiny this year all the things that they've had to overcome and now they get a chance at redemption against a team that they didn't get to play. They didn't get the number one seed because this game wasn't finished. And they've got so much to play for. I mean, with DeMar, with their city, everything on their, you know, momentum on their side. Even though they had a close one against the, uh, the Dolphins, it was a divisional opponent and so I think that it's just gonna get done for the Bills. I don't have any tactile reason other than it's just gonna happen. Okay. Last one. Cowboys Niners. Um my risk it for the biscuit. Three, two, one, Niners. Niners. There you go. What's your reasoning for this one? It's, I mean, it's my team. It's the Niners. This is my other half of my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my playoff pick. If they lose here, I don't know. I mean, we won't have a Niners segment next week, I guess. But uh, I think that, um, like we said earlier, that most of this is pretty much the same except for Christian McCaffrey. And that is a huge, monumental game changer of a difference. And so I think that's what it will that's what it can come down to. Yeah. Who knows? It may not come down to that at all. Mm-hmm. I think the Niners just have the better defense. I think they have the better offensive line and they have uh a more sophisticated system uh where they get people going different directions and things like that and yeah. uh greater confusion <laughs> for the Cowboys defense. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like I said earlier, it's going to be a battle of the trenches. And like you said, it's a good scheme that the Niners have. I think it's a better scheme than the Cowboys have. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the Christian McCaffrey and my risk for the biscuit. Niners going all the way, winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, stick with I'm it. I'm still sticking with it. All right. 
Next week, we will take a look at the Cowboys-Niners game, have another edition of the Colts Corner, and make our picks for Championship Sunday. Woohoo! It's, it's winded now. Yeah, it's, it's so Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, we've got to rebuild at some point. We can't live on retired quarterbacks forever. Yeah. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.